welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. At the end of Vermont Governor Frederick Holbrook's first inaugural address in October 1861, he spoke about the ongoing Civil War. He saw the war was a contest for national existence. He praised Vermonters for their willingness to expand their blood and treasure and to aid the national government in crushing the causeless rebellion. Holbrook went on to say that apologists and defenders of slavery were the ones who brought out the war, and he offered that consequences of this bloody conflict would include blotting out the institution of slavery. He felt this would be a natural result of their madness and goal. Governor Holbrook ended his speech by quoting from Scottish writer James Thompson poem entitled A Hymn on the Seasons. In the poem, the author praises God's design of the year's seasons. He focuses on how the ending of one season brings the beginning of another, and the endless progression that allows the world to flourish. Holbrook suggested that the present evil of war may soon give way to the ending of slavery and a purer and more earnest love of country and a more defined and emphatic nationality of view and sentiment. In some ways, Bradbro has changed a great deal since Holbrook's time. As Vermont's governor during the war years, he chose to remain in town while serving his state. Holbrook lived on the north side of Walnut Street and walked downtown to the governor's office. He established in the Bradbro house on the west side of Main Street. When he wanted to communicate with Montpelier or Washington, D.C., he walked further south along Main Street and crossed the road to the telegraph office in the American House. Frederick Holbrook served his two years at the state's governor while still living and working in the East Village of Brattleboro. Frederick Holbrook was a little over six feet tall, broad-shouldered, and weighed about 185 pounds. He lived in the residential neighborhood of North Main Street for most of his adult life. His family's home was replaced long ago by commercial interests. Where the house once stood is now part of the Dead River Company property on the corner of Main and Walnut Streets. When heading to the governor's office, Holbrook walked down a stately tree-lined residential area that transitioned into a commercial district once he crossed the intersection of Main and High Street. On the west side of Main Street, he would pass a few multi-story wooden buildings on the way to the Broadway House. The large hotel and eatery was built in 1795 and remained a prominent fixture on Main Street until a fire destroyed the building a few years after the Civil War ended. Vermont Artisan Designs presently occupies the land where the Bradbury House stood. The telegraph office in the American House was Holbrook's main communication venue. President Lincoln's telegrams arrived there and Holbrook relied on the service to keep him informed about the war and state government activities. The American House was located where the first Brattleboro store was established in 1771. As time went on, the building went through many changes and alterations. It served as a village store, eatery, saloon, rooming house, and telegraph office. In 1906, the building was replaced by a larger brick structure named the American Building. The Shinlaw Restaurant is located where the American House once stood. Wartime Governor Holbrook sent and received messages from the American House offices and used space in the building to conduct official business. The building was located near the railroad station where over a third of Vermont's soldiers passed while serving during the Civil War.
Frederick Holbrook would live to be 96 years old. Long after the Civil War ended, he wrote about his days as governor. He said there were three important decisions he made which had a positive impact on Vermont's effort during the war. Number one, Vermont raised taxes and paid one half of its war expenses as the war unfolded. The other half of Vermont's debt was raised by issuing Vermont war bonds that would be paid at later dates. As a result, Vermont was the first state to pay off its war debt after the war ended. Number two, in 1862, Holbrook wrote to President Lincoln and encouraged him to greatly increase the call for more soldiers in order to crush the rebellion. Holbrook argued that the state governors would supply more soldiers if Lincoln requested them. Holbrook then worked with federal government officials to craft a request for more troops and helped gain the support of other governors of loyal states. Holbrook felt he was instrumental in helping to organize a 600,000 soldier Union army. Number three. Holbrook argued for the creation of a United States military hospital in Brattleboro on the site of the military camp. This helped in the treatment and cure of sick and wounded Vermont soldiers, and hospitals were soon established in other northern states, which led to the saving of many soldiers' lives. Here's what Holbrook wrote about Abraham Lincoln. President Lincoln was a unique and wonderful man, of great shrewdness, common sense and sagacity, and with a very great heart. He urged me to write to him, frankly and freely, whenever I thought of anything which I deemed of importance to suggest. He used to say to me, What I particularly desire is to know what the plain people think and wish to be done, and to carry out their views and wishes so far as I possibly can. Amid the conflicting opinions and counsel with which I am surrounded in Washington, I am at times at a loss to know how to act. But when I can hear direct from the plain people, I feel new strength for the warfare before me. President Lincoln was an uncommon combination of plain everydayness and mental force, forecast, and ability. Governor Holbrook also said that President Lincoln and Secretary of War Stanton were very different from one another, but that their differences often complemented one another. For instance, Lincoln was very intelligent and cautious, while Stanton was impulsive and demanding. Holbrook wrote, Both temperaments combined were something more effective than either one alone would have been. Both were alike in untiring loyalty to the Union. Frederick Holbrook said that more than 13,000 Vermont soldiers joined their regiments at the military camp in Brattleboro before marching along South Main Street to the railroad station and in unknown fate. Almost 5,000 soldiers would later receive care at the military hospital, also located at the military camp. The town garage and grade 7 through 12 public school complex are now situated on land that served as the military camp and hospital during the Civil War. Frederick Holbrook is buried in the north end of Prospect Hill Cemetery along the road where so many soldiers traveled on their way to war. Bodies of the soldiers who died in the military hospital and were not claimed by their families are also buried in Prospect Hill Cemetery at the southern end. We'd like to thank Lexi, Evelina, Reagan, Ariana, Senji, Logan, Cooper, Charlie for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.